Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. You know what that music means. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, aka 5 Minute Major, and welcome to Season 4 of HV Pucks. I'm proud to say this is the only independent outlet dedicated to covering the sport of hockey in our region. What separates me from the mainstream is that you do not need a newspaper or cable TV subscription to access my content. It is 100% free and available on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. HV Pucks is underwritten by the healthcare law firm of Einiger & Associates, specifically managing partner Scott Einiger, to promote youth sports and various health initiatives in our local communities. And before we drop the puck on this week's episode, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. Uh, hello there, uh, this is uh, Happy Gilmore, and uh, you're listening to the HV Pucks Podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Now back to the show. One of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. This week's In the Box segment is sponsored by the Ice Hutch, located at 655 Garden Avenue in Mount Vernon, New York. Founded in 1997, the Ice Hutch serves the skating community all year round by offering lessons for all levels, weekly public skating, figure skating, and hockey sessions. The Ice Hutch also features hockey leagues in the spring and fall each year for players seeking a highly competitive experience. Give them a call today at 914-699-6787 or check them out online anytime at www.icehutch.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm here with Steve Frazaglia. He is the head coach of East Chester, Tuckahoe, Bronxville, Edgemont. I've been after him for a while to get on the podcast, and he's taken a few minutes out of his evening to uh, chat with me, and I really do appreciate it. Coach, how's it going? All good, Charles. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. So can you describe your team in five words or less? Um, I, I, the five words I would use were young, they're hardworking, um, they, they want to improve, and they're a good group of kids. Okay. So they're good kids. Good. That's really important. Sounds sounds exactly like the type of team that you want to coach. Um, yeah, absolutely. What excite? And this kind of ties into what you just said. What excites you the most about this team? Well, you know, last year I had one senior. This year I have three. So the the fact that this group has been with me now for two solid years, mm-hmm. I have some. There's some talent there. There's some. The kids who came in this year as freshmen. There's some talent there. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see where we can go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think this year I have a really good mix of a, of, of a team. Um, so, you know, the, the, you know, we've been young, young, young. Well, eventually that young eventually catches up. Now we're starting to get to be older. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see where, where this goes. Okay. And this ties in again to what you were just talking about. Any player that surprises you this season, anybody kind of stand out? Well, you know, 
you know what you have with the kids who've, who've been with you. You know, the kids who I've had for the last couple of years, like, I know what to expect, and they're performing to what I would expect them to do. Um, it's, it's the young kids and how they step into the team that I'm always interested to see. So, you know, a couple of freshmen that stepped into this year that, you know, I've heard of the modified to see him play in modified, but it's really hard to tell that they've stepped into, into the team and have really, so far in two games we've played so far, really uh, been big assets for us. So that's always like to see when those young kids step in and, and, and perform. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. Coach, I know it's very early in the season, um, but you know, looking at your calendar and kind of looking how everything's going to play out, in your opinion, the biggest game of the season for ETBE? Uh, it's a hard thing to say with that. We always look at, like, you know, always, nurse shows are always around with us. We always see them. You know, a lot of our kids play together, so that's always a big game for them. Um, you know, I always look at the next game we have coming up as a big game because it sets the tone for the next one and the next one. You know, so we always want to just keep improving and getting ready towards playoffs. So, you know, for me, the next game is always important. It doesn't matter who it's against. Um, for them, you know, those league games, you want to be a league champion. You always want that, too. So those are the ones that we always look to. All right, good answer. Uh, toughest rink to play in? I, we never seem to play well when we cross the bridge. Okay. I don't know if they forget what to do walking into Sportorama. <laughs> um, but we always seem to have a hard time. I don't know if it's, you know, of the late Friday night game or, you know, on a Sunday they're tired, you know, so we never seem to really perform well up there. Okay. So I'll say that for, for that fact. Yeah. You know, whether it's players or coaches, whoever I ask nine times out of 10, they say Sportoram is probably the toughest rink to play in. And definitely, I mean, our team has been under the radar. We're not a big program per se. We had been in the years past. Right. So we don't really draw a big crowd. So it's not like the crowds are there, you know, against us. You know, when you get suffering by Maranek when the crowds are huge. Right. We don't see that. So it's hard to see, you know, for us it's who where we play best at and that's not a rank that we play better well at. Gotcha, gotcha. Um you talked about this in a previous answer. Who would you say is your biggest rival? I mean there's shelf for the fact that most of our kids they've all played with each other or okay. together and you know we practice in the same rank. We see each other all the time. So I, I would say Nurse Shell's probably our biggest rival at this point. Okay. Um, is there a favorite tournament or road trip that you take the kids on locally or, you know, in the area? Um, not really. We, we, I, used to, when I used to coach that we used to do the White Plains tournament. Um, but when they went down from 24 games to 20 to play three games in Thanksgiving weekend, it's kind of tough. Yeah. Um, so we really haven't done any of that other road trip stuff. Um, you know, there's not a good competition down here. I don't feel it's always necessary to travel that far. Sure, sure. I know you guys mix it up though in that jamboree down at the Hutch where uh, yeah. Salmon River came down. There was New Rochelle. I would think Pearl River was there too. There were a couple other yeah. local clubs. So good. You know, that was that was that was I like that. That's a good tune up uh, to see kind of where those freshmen are and to see how things are performing and where you're going and you know to have those bunch of games where you can see it against different teams. It's that was that uh, was a good uh, addition for Med. Oh, good stuff. Uh, what do you look for in a hockey player? I don't want to see a kid who has some hard work. I want to see kids who have the determination to want to improve. Um, yeah, you know, listen, I love the kid who can be fast and skilled and, and whatever. But if they're not willing to want to learn, then the rest of it kind of goes away. Okay. Um, so, you know, I want that hardworking kid. I want a kid who wants to improve and get better because I can help that. We can teach that. You know, the kids who have skills who don't want, who think that they're the best, I can't help. I can only help you so far if you don't want to be helped. Right. No, I agree. I agree. What makes a successful hockey coach? Um, having a lot of free time. 
because you don't have many of it anymore. Yeah. No, we, you know, I, I think to be honest, in terms of any coaching, it's limit is understanding uh, and letting the kids know what their your expectations are, and managing their expectations. Okay. You know, you don't want a kid to come who doesn't, you know, who you look at and go, I don't know if he's going to see the ice at all, and expect him to get every other shift. Right. You know, so I think I think managing those expect their players' expectations and the parent expectations. Mm-hmm. I think if you can manage that stuff, then you're you'll be on a good foot to start the season. Uh, not to put you on the spot, though. You know, we're talking about a co-op team here. Would, what's the biggest challenge, coach? Would you say you know being in charge of a, a four school team like ETBE? Well, you have four different schools and all of their different policies and how things work. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a little while to get accustomed to that. Um, and you know, the kids don't see each other every day. So, you know, that's hard. So, you know, we try to let them do their thing in the locker room. I try not to interfere, let them, you know, bond as a team. You know, I do try to make sure that everybody's on the bus for games because that's a chance for them to bond a little bit more. Sure. Um, you know, it's hard because they don't have the fan support because it's not, it's not playing for their school. Right. Right. So that's, that's always been uh, a hardship in that, you know, you, you have a couple of friends who may come here or there, um, but you don't have that big backing of the school behind you, or one school behind you, um, to really rally them. And, you know, listen, winning helps that. Yep. So hopefully we can start to change that a little bit and start winning some games, and then the kids will start to notice that there's a hockey team and they'll come watch. But Absolutely. Hey, do you have a favorite moment or memory as a coach so far? Um, you know, back when I was coaching with the Rytown team, um, we had a great um, rivalry with Rye. Yeah. Um, and we were able to beat them in there uh, at Playland one night. And, um, you know, it was one of those back and forth games. And that was one of those games that always just keeps sticking in the back of your mind. Um, I had that one turned out. That was always one of those games that just just kept going and going and going. And, you know, everybody was on their edge of the seat. And it was just a great back and forth game. Oh, I love those. I love those. What advice would you give someone who is interested in coaching? Being able to communicate, understanding your limitations, and you know, honestly, it's a lot of time. You know, it's not just the hour and a half you're at the rink. It's the every other day you're on the phone with your assistant coach. It's looking through, you know, drills or thinking about the next game in front of you, or thinking about the game that just passed and what could have, what could you have done differently. And you know, it, it's all that time off the ice sure. that sometimes goes unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in terms of with the kids. It's managing expectations of parents and the kids, uh, being communicative, let, letting them know what's going on. You know, those are the little things that makes it easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, and having somebody who you rely on. Like I know when Paul started in Rochelle, you know, we talked a bunch. Um, the new coach at Somers, North Salem, he played for me and coached with me. Yeah. So, you know, I still get texts from him. Hey, what do you think about this? How does this work? So having somebody who's who can help also – having a mentor, if you would, is huge. You know, the one thing I will say, and you just touched on it, when I uh, was able to attend that Section 1 hockey coaches meeting, it really does seem like there's kind of a fraternal, you know, brotherhood-type attitude amongst the coaches too, always willing to help each other out, which is nice to see um, down here in our section. And which leads me to my next question, Coach. How would you describe the state of hockey in Section 1? Well, you know, it's changed dramatically. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but I played for Shap back in the 90s in Mamaroneck. There you go. <laughs> and, um, you know, we just started breaking the ice of playing upstate. Yep. 
you know, that was the beginning of go upstate and play those teams and see what they have. And, you know, that was not really done much yep. up until then. So, you know, our section has grown. Now we've had, you know, Suffren's won twice. Pelham has won. We keep beating teams in tournaments and getting in the section finals. So, you know, I think I think hockey in section one is growing. I think it's it's obviously on the map. I mean, I don't think anybody in the other section will now question that. Yeah, I would um, agree. You know, it's, it's huge. I mean, you, we have a ton of teams. A lot of teams are healthy. You know, a lot of teams can beat any other team on almost any given night. You know, so I think that there's there's a lot of good positives going forward here. I wholeheartedly agree. I think Section 1 can hold their own with any section in the state. And just to show you how times have changed, I talked to Shap at the beginning of the season. I want to say either 8 or 10 of their first games uh, from a Maranac are against uh, teams from outside of Section 1. So uh, yeah. that just goes to show you the growth of the sport in our section. I've got three more questions for you, Coach, and I'll let you go. Do you have a favorite professional hockey player, past or present? You know, I was thinking about this question, and it's hard because there's so many different things that I take from, like, you know, you meet people, so you, you right away you want to like them. Yeah. So, you know, being a, I'm a Rangers fan, so being a Rangers fan, we know I went, you know, Van, B, uh, Van Biesburg, I've met Richter, I've met Leach. So, you know, all those players back in the 90s, those were my boys. You yeah. know, so those are the guys who I always looked up to. You know, you can never question Gretzky's skill on the ice, um, but the one always always needs to come back to me is Messier and his leadership skills, and I think that's... That, to me, is the epitome of, of a true hockey player is the skill and the leadership qualities that, you know, listen, that 94 Ranger team, anybody would do anything he said and yep. he backed it up. And that's that's really, ultimately, that leadership skill is huge. Absolutely. That's a solid choice, Coach. Solid choice in Mark Messier. Can't lose in that one, right? <laughs> no, absolutely not. And uh, you already answered the next question, which is your favorite yeah. professional team, that being the Rangers. So let me just do a quick sidebar here. What are your thoughts on the team as they, you know, are here in the 19, uh, 2019, 2020 season? With the Rangers? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, when you, again, you talk about another young hockey team. You know, they're going to be inconsistent. They look great at nights. Yep. And then the next time, they, they, they're just inconsistent. They're young. They're learning how to how to win. They're learning how to be professional, some of them. You know, it, it's that inconsistency sure. as a coach that drives you nuts. You <laughs> watch one game and go, wow, man, Stanley Cup. And then you watch the other game, it's like, we could have got beat by, by ETB tonight. <laughs> you know, it just... It, you just don't know which switch that comes from. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it is. You know what? But again, as Ranger fans, how long have we been clamoring to let the kids play? So damn and, long. Right, right. <laughs> um, and that's just it. You know, part of it is, as a coach, I'm looking over, listen, if you want to rebuild, you want the kids to play, to let them play and make mistakes. Exactly. I always say I'd rather have a kid make a mistake because they're hustling, because they're trying to do too much, than an overpriced fat cat veteran make a mistake just because the game has passed them by. And I think for far too long, that's what we had uh, here on Broadway after but that. When you, but when you go to a rebuild, then that's the idea. I get it. I'm okay with the rebuild. Let sure. the kids go. Yeah. But now you have guys playing there that aren't young. They're just taking up space, and the kids who should be there are in Hartford. Right, right. If you're going to rebuild them, take your bumps, let them learn, and see what they have. All right. Well, don't put them down in Hartford and don't really see what they have. All right, let me ask you this, because you also mentioned Richter. You mentioned Van Beesbrook. You're talking about kids in Hartford. What are your thoughts on the goaltending situation for New York? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like it's the, ah, they have three. Yes. I mean, listen, you can't question Hank, and you can't question his his tenacity and his history here. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm really interested in watching the new kid down in Hartford, Shostakin. Yep. 
Um, I think Georgiev is obviously stood on his head. Yeah. I think if it goes down to the goaltending coach, I think uh, Alaire is phenomenal. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he, was, he was able to turn Talbot into a top goalie. Yeah. You know, so, you know, like, like you said, you have Hank, who's not going anywhere. No. So now you have these other other people that you're training and moving on. Yeah. You know, I see the same way when I had, like, um, the Brewster coach, Joy Lopin, he coached for me. My job as a head coach, and this isn't coaches, then see if I can find him a job. Yeah. I had a friend of mine who coached with me. He went up coaching Byron Hills for a couple of years. Right. So, you know, you want to see that. That's what you want to see. And with the Rangers, you see that the pecking order coming. Yeah. And you see him getting better. And listen, it's not a bad position to have three NHL quality goalies. No, absolutely not. So I think at the NHL level. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think at the end of the day, they're probably going to look to trade Yorgiev at some point. Um, You know, and he actually. Yep. The way he's playing, how do you not get something top notch for him? Exactly. I heard. I heard some rumors recently. Toronto might be interested in uh, Yorgiev, so it'd be nice to see what we could get back from uh, a team like that. Last they stole one last night. Yeah, they sure did, and they lost he to that. In, and he still won in Columbus. The, the, like do what last week yep and they lost to the very same vegas club you know pretty badly you know the week before so again that yeah. speaks to that inconsistency you were talking about absolutely coach if you weren't a hockey coach you'd be a <laughs> fill, fill in the blank uh this may this is gonna scare you i probably um i had a chance where i thought i was becoming a referee okay in our section yeah um but the way their their association works um, I don't want to make a full-time job of being a referee. Okay. Like, you know, I like to coach our team. I, you know, we work with our kids, but I don't want to do it year-round. Sure. And I, I don't have that desire to ref year-round. Right. Um, I do love refereeing. I do have a, I, I've done it before as a kid, you know, in town programs and stuff. Um, but if I wasn't here, I'd, hockey's in the blood. It's hard to get rid of. Gotcha. I got you. Love that answer. Hey, how do how does being an official help you know with coaching? You know, as far as the game goes, you know, being able to understand that. Listen, they're not really out there to get you. Right. They're not. I mean, you know, some guys may think that way, um, but they're really not. They're they're there to help the game move along the way it's supposed to be. Sure. And you know, listen, I make mistakes as a coach. They make mistakes as a referee. It's going to happen. It's not a big deal. It's just being able to understand that it's a mistake and to let them know that you don't agree with it without making them look bad. No one wants to look bad. Sure. You know, you don't want parents yelling at you across the ice that you make a mistake. You don't want to be yelling across the ice at the referee if they made a mistake. It doesn't help anything. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I think that understanding that they're really there trying to make the game go along, that's what their job is, and they're not out to get you, helps. Yeah, listen, well said, well said. I've been chatting with Steve Frazaglia. He is the head coach of the Eastchester Tuckahoe Bronxville Edgemont Eagles varsity hockey team. Coach, I really do appreciate you taking the time out to uh, chat with me tonight, especially after uh, running a modified practice over at Murray's. So I'm going to let you go. Um, Best of luck to you and the kids this season, and I will see you at the rink for sure, my friend. Sounds good. Thanks, Trav. Uh, My pleasure. This is your boy, Trav, and you're listening to HV. Pucks. 
As the horn sounds on this episode of HV Pucks, I want to thank my family for their never-ending love, support, patience, and understanding over the next few months as I embark on another exciting hockey season. I love to interact with my followers and fans, and you can always find me on Twitter at TravJax71 and on Instagram at 5 underscore min underscore major. And if you like the music you've heard throughout the show, be sure to check out the full-length album, Out of Time, by Fracture, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. The album maintains the same high level of energy as their debut 2015 EP, Broken Walls. You can also find them on Twitter at Fracture underscore band, on Instagram at Fracture Official, and Fracture Band Official on Facebook. The 2020 New York State All-Hair team is looking to complete its roster, so use the hashtag New York State Puck Flow to nominate your favorite high school player and or coach. Winners will receive a custom t-shirt courtesy of Dangle Sauce Sports. Attention all Section 1 players, coaches, parents, and fans. Peck's Skate Shop is looking for nominees for their Plays of the Month contest. Post your video on Instagram and tag at Peck's Skate Shop and use the hashtag Peck's Plays of the Month to enter. Each month, one winner will be selected to receive a Peck's Skate Shop gift card. I'd also like to give special thank you to the healthcare law firm of Einiger and Associates, specifically managing partner Scott Einiger, for underwriting season four of HV Pucks. Your continued support is greatly appreciated. This is your boy Trav, aka Five Minute Major, and I'll see you at the rink. <laughs>